All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are, as always. We like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. This is July 2nd, 2020, and week 74. We've been doing this for 74 weeks now, and there is no end in sight. We always get on here and try to bring a new message to each and every one of you guys, hopefully, hoping people will wake up and see what God is saying and take heed to his word. Um, if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies. And if you've been here with us for a while, welcome back. We always appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week to listen to what God has to say. And I just want to put emphasis on that, what God has to say. Whenever Tony and I get on here and talk about God's word, it is it is never us saying this. It is never our words. We never say turn to the book of Melvin or turn to the book of Tony. It's always turn to the book of whoever is the author, whoever the letter is addressed to. And, and that means it's coming straight from the word of God. So... <clears throat> Again, hope you guys are having a blessed evening as always. And again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about no weapon formed against thee. We all know the scripture, no form, no weapon formed against you will prosper. But do we really know what it's talking about? And before we get started, I would just like to say that this will this is a pre-recorded video. Um, this is actually Wednesday, July 1st, but um, I'll be going home for the weekend tomorrow. So yeah, I'll be going and we're going to upload this as a live stream for our podcast listeners. It'll be a regular message, so it'll be uploaded late Thursday evening as always. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you, Melvin. Before we move too far, we always like to start by saying a prayer. If you guys are at a place that you can bow your heads with us, we encourage you to do so. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace boldly lord knowing that you can do all things you can remove all burdens uh, you can lift all mountains and place them in another place lord you can do all things so lord we're coming before you uh, for that purpose lord first and foremost thanking you for all that you have done thanking you for what you will do and lord we also ask that you would continue to lead and guide us continue to show us the truth reveal to us your word reveal to us knowledge understanding wisdom so lord we're praying these many blessings lord we're also asking that you would continue to uh, touch our loved ones touch our uh, unsaved family members friends whoever it is out there lord we're praying that you would continue to call them uh, and place something inside of them that just cannot rest until they seek you and find just who you really are so lord, we're praying these many blessings lord we're praying that you will continue to show us that no matter what there is joy in the midst of every storm Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name jesus amen amen so melvin already uh told us the title so we'll go ahead and read isaiah 54 in the last verse in that chapter um and we'll kind of get things kicked off uh, you, you know what? First, I want to. I also want to say, um, you know, when I got off, uh, there now it's been cloudy here all day, uh, but around the time when I got off work, um, I noticed the clouds, and um, there was actually a tornado forming, uh, and this one was definitely lower 
than I had seen them in a while um, or maybe ever. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was definitely pretty low and it was moving pretty rapid. I actually stopped the guy as he was pulling out of the drive and uh, he got out and looked at it. He was like, man, it's moving so fast. And so we were looking at it afar off in a distance and it quickly approached us within a matter of maybe 30 seconds to a minute. It got a lot closer to us. And as it hovered over us, uh, the trees began to dance. <laughs> The trees began to move and praise God. And so um, I ended up uh, running some errands and um, talked to one of my preachers. And uh, I had told him about this storm. And he asked me, how was it looking now? Uh, and by this time, I said, God has already passed, allowed the storm to pass over us. So I'm just thankful that God continues to spare us because things could have gotten ugly. But God still saw fit to keep us here another day. So we're going to look at something tonight um, in the book of Isaiah 54 and verse, uh, what's that, 37? 17. 17. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Now, I remember hearing this on a song uh, a long time ago. And I just remember I enjoyed the song as a kid. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. I don't remember the name, the guy. I want to say it was Fred Hammond, but um, hearing hearing these words, no weapon that is formed against thee. A lot of times we think about uh, rifles, handguns, grenades, uh, so many things that we've seen on TV and in video games that are weapons that we use to harm each other. We think about those things. As soon as we hear a weapon, we think about those type of things. But now that's not what the Lord is talking about here. Let, keep going, Melvin. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt, shalt condemn. The weapon here is the tongue. See, we talked about the tongue before, but now here the weapon is the tongue. He said no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. See, when we use our tongues, we form words. That's what we form. We're forming words all the time. And those are the weapons. Uh, in one place, the Bible tells us, there is death and life in the power of the tongue. So we find the tongue is a weapon. You can use the tongue for death or you can use it for life. You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier. That scripture lets us know we might not pick it up. But that scripture lets us know that there is only two languages. It's only two languages. Somebody may say, no, you're wrong. It's, you got Spanish, you got English, you got German, you have Italian, and you might go on and name all these different languages. But according to God, it's only two languages because the scripture declares there is death and life in the power of the tongue. It's only death and life in the tongue. 
So it doesn't matter if you speak English or if you speak Spanish. You either are speaking death or life. It's only two languages. But now God is trying to get us to speak his language. That's life. So the scripture here says no weapon that is formed. Words are formed. That's that's all we form with our tongue is words. We use our mouth to make words. See, you know, that's what the baby does. <laughs> uh, that's what a baby does. The baby, you know, once a baby gets, really, even once the baby's born, it doesn't matter the age. But especially we see it more as the baby becomes a little bit of age, still where the baby can't talk, but the baby's a little bit older now. And so... You can tell when the baby gets agitated, when the baby gets upset, what's the baby do? What does the baby do? The baby starts yelling things at you. Ah, they start. <laughs> the baby is speaking a language. It's only gonna, it's either death or life. But we just don't understand the language. And so after a while, we teach the baby our language. We teach them our uh, earthly language, I should say. And since we speak English, we teach we teach the baby English. And after a while, we, we tell the baby, say, Dada, say, Mama. And after a while, they form those words. And that's that's what happens with us. The weapon that we're using against each other and even ourselves is the tongue he said every tongue shall rise against thee our own tongue gets us in trouble so often it's our tongue a lot of times when people get killed is because of it's because of their tongue because somebody didn't know how to stop talking we run off at the mouth and we say something about someone and they get upset about it because those words they mean a lot. We said it many, many times before. The saying goes, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. <laughs> we know it's not true. Words hurt bad. Words hurt. So here, Isaiah is trying to talk to us about the tongue and how we use it as a weapon against each other and even against ourselves, our own tongue works against ourselves so let's move over to the book of james the third chapter uh and we'll start with verse eight here and we'll go back up because the tongue that's what god is trying to work on the tongue the tongue uh, verse eight here let's pick it up but the tongue can no man tame? Nobody can tame the tongue. No man, he says. That includes the female. Male nor female can tame the tongue. That's why God had to come and do it for us. That's why we, when we receive his spirit, the first thing he works on is the tongue. It's no coincidence there. God has to get control of our tongue. Because we can't tame it. As soon as you hit your toe, <laughs> the tongue runs wild. 
as soon as somebody say something, and, you know, a lot of times we miss, we misunderstand somebody. We think somebody said something that they didn't even say. And so we catch a glimpse of what was said and we think they insulted us. We say, what you say? Hmm. Oh, I, oh, I thought you said something. The tongue. That the tongue gets us into so much trouble. The tongue starts a lot of fights. More lives have been lost because of the tongue than any other thing in this world. See, we pick on guns a lot. We pick on swords and knives and the nuclear bomb, the atomic bomb, missiles. We pick on all these things a lot, but we don't recognize the tongue is way more deadly than any other weapon because it was the tongue that Isaiah talked about. It's the tongue here that James talks about. And it's the tongue that when God gave us the Holy ghost, he came to wrestle that tongue to bring our tongues into into submission to him because there is death and life in the tongue. And we have been spreading so much death before God came to change our lives. We have been spreading so much death. And so he had to wrestle that tongue to get us to now speak life. See, you know, people don't understand this language. I, I talked about it earlier. It's only two languages. It's death and life. And now people don't understand the language. See, if you don't speak English, I can say something to you in English you won't comprehend. That's what happens when we speak life. People don't comprehend it because they don't speak that language. And so if I tell someone, see, I'm a guy. And if I tell another guy, I say, man, look, I love you. If I tell a guy that they say, whoa. Whoa, man, you must be something must be funny about you. It must be something wrong with you. It's because they don't speak the language. They don't speak life. See, Jesus came to bring us life and that more abundantly. We should be able to spread life amongst each other. See, we could accept it more if I were to say, oh, boy, I can't stand you. I hate you. See, people can accept that. That's true. Because we understand that language. But life, we don't understand that. So God came to bring us life. So he said, but the tongue can no man tame. Uh huh. It is unruly evil. You can't rule it. <laughs> we got no control over it. Uh huh. Full of deadly poison. Deadly poison. The tongue. Now, this is the tongue. He's not talking about uh, the tongue of the snake, the mouth of the snake. Somebody might want to get technical and say, well, uh, the snake actually doesn't have poison in his tongue. It's in his mouth. <laughs> Just like our mouth. It's the tongue. Full of deadly poison because all we're doing is speaking the words of death. You know, the Bible says. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. 
Now, the way that seems right, we speak it with our words. And so we tell someone else that way and end up leading them into death too. It's the words that's the problem. The words. Because Jesus told us the words he speaks and the words we speak too. They are spirit. Words mean a lot. James here tells us the words, they're full of deadly poison. If we're not speaking the right words. See, a lot of people now will tell you the baptism in Jesus name is not necessary. Those are words. But now, if somebody believes those words, those are the words of death. And if the blind lead the blind, <laughs> we're going to fall into a ditch. So our words are getting so many people into trouble and even ourselves. Our words are our own worst enemy. It's the tongue. The tongue is to blame. You know, I was uh, thinking about how sometimes when you get upset, things come out of your mouth. You didn't, you might not even know they were in there. But the tongue had to reveal it. It was in your heart the whole time. But the tongue revealed it for you. It's the tongue. It's no coincidence <laughs> Uh, as one preacher puts it, it, it's no coincidence that God would lock our tongues up, put them in a cage, put them behind bars. The tongue needs to be in timeout. <laughs> the tongue can't behave itself. That's what we put people in the prison for when they don't know how to behave themselves. They keep breaking the law. The tongue has continued to break God's law. Speaking things of death. And so God had to put it in jail. Put it behind bars that we call teeth. And throw a blanket over it that we call lips. <laughs> God had to do this. And we still didn't understand the language. We didn't understand creation. Let's read down, Mel. Or uh, let's go back up, actually. Let's pick up verse two here. For in many things we offend all. Mm -hmm. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. If any man offend not in words. See, we do a lot of offending to one another. Words, the tongue is used as a weapon to offend somebody. See, when somebody get out of line with us, when we feel they did something they shouldn't have did. We say, oh, I, I, I'm going to tell them something. We, all the thing we're saying is I'm about to use my weapon against them, my tongue. I'm going to tell them something. And so our goal is to go and offend them. See, I talked to one guy uh, a while ago, and he told me how he got into this argument with this lady. And he said, yeah, I made her cry. He had used his weapon successfully in his mind to achieve what he wanted to achieve. And he was happy about it. 
but he didn't recognize he was doing the will of the devil. Speaking words of death. That's not the will of God to belittle someone, curse them. That's the will of the devil. So he offended her. That's why she broke down and cried. But now James says, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. People tell you, you can't be perfect. That ain't what the book tells me. Jesus told us, he told us, even as our father in heaven is perfect. He said, be ye perfect. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. And the way to do that is to tame the tongue. But God's got to do it. No man, scripture said, no man can do it. Not on his own. God's got to come and do this. So we can find out how to be perfect tonight. All right. And able also to brittle the whole body. We can control the whole body if we can control our tongue. If we get control over our tongue, we can bridle the body. If we get control. That's a big if. <laughs> That's a big if. Mm-hmm. Behold. We put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Now, he's trying to show us something. The topic is still the tongue, but he's going to use some other things. See, we might be talking to some country folks out here. Somebody may know about the horse. So God is trying to put it in a way that you can understand this by speaking about things that you know. So we use the horse. And he said, we put bits in the horse's mouth. Because if we can get control of the horse's mouth, we can control the horse's whole body. We're the same way. Even in uh, fighting, whenever you see uh, these UFC fights, all these martial arts fights, whatever it is, if people get control of the head, they control the whole body because your body goes as your head goes. So it's about the mouth. It's about the mouth. So let's keep going. Behold, also the ships. Now we have to transition. Because somebody may not understand the horse, we move on to the ship. Mm-hmm. Which though they be so great mm -hmm. and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with every with a very small hem, whithersoever the governor listeth. The hem. That's that tiny hem, you can look it up. You can look up what a hem is. It's nothing but the wheel. <laughs> it's nothing but the steering wheel. That tiny hem controls that large ship. Uh, I can't think of the name of the ships. Uh, that ship out from, uh, what's that, New Orleans? Uh, I think it's like the Carnival or something. But these massive ships that we see, and we're taking these ships to other countries, other islands. 
And these huge ships are controlled by something so tiny. God is trying to show us ourselves, our tongue. If we can get control of the tongue, we can get control of ourselves. See, a lot of times people feel, oh, I can't stop myself from doing this or doing that. If God, if you allow God to control your tongue, you'll get control. But we don't want God to control our tongue. We want the tongue to continue to go off on people. That's what we like to do. Oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. <laughs> because when somebody does something, it just seems as if we're going to explode if we don't say something about it. It seems like we're going to explode. The tongue is telling us, you got to say something back. You know you want to. But God wants to get us to control our tongue. This is a weapon. This is the most powerful weapon in the world. It's going to kill and has killed way more people than any gun has ever killed. The tongue has caused these problems. Because you told somebody they look ugly today. You curse somebody out and they couldn't take that. They say, no, nah, you better recognize who you're talking to. <laughs> and then it's like the Mortal Kombat game, round one, fight. <laughs> All because of the tongue. The tongue led to this. It's the weapon. And God said no weapon formed against thee, not even the tongue. The tongue won't prosper if we get over into Christ. It won't harm you. If we allow God, God to take over our tongue, to give us control over our tongue. He told us when we receive the Holy Ghost, we would have power. This is power of the Holy Ghost. This is power of life because death has been reigning in the tongue. That's the only power that the tongue knows. Death. But God came to bring us a different power and that's life. Let's go down, Mel. Even so, the tongue is a little member mm -hmm. and boasteth great things. We know we boast a lot with the tongue. We do a lot of bragging. And so once we begin to brag, we know the saying. Somebody say, put your money where your mouth is because you've been doing a lot of bragging, a lot of boasting. But let's see you put in some action now. And so then our tongue gets us into a lot of trouble because of the tongue, because of that pride that's within us. And now nobody knows what's in us until the tongue speaks it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the tongue speaks. I know the scripture said the mouth, but it's the tongue. It's the throat making these sounds it's the tongue so he said the tongue is a little member you know it reminds me of a chihuahua <laughs> a little member it's a little dog but it's boasting great things <laughs> when you pass by the chihuahua in the fence it's barking way more than the pit bull barks 
I mean, it's barking way more than the German Shepherd. It's a little member boasting great things. But now if you let that chihuahua out of the fence, he don't even want to talk to you anymore. But he has no control over his tongue, just like us. We're boasting and bragging a lot of big things. And then the tongue gets us into trouble, gets us into a situation that God never wanted us in. But because we couldn't control our mouth, pride took over. Arrogance took over. And now our tongue has become our worst enemy. We use this weapon against ourselves. This is suicide here. We use our own tongue to tear down ourselves. It's suicide. That's what happened to Eve. Her own tongue got her in trouble. Because Satan came to talk to her. <laughs> this is too much tonight. We won't be able to cover half of anything that I really want to get to. It's too much. But Satan came to use Eve's tongue against her. Because the moment he began to use the word of God, he's always going to use the word of God. He asked, what had God told them? And the moment she told Satan, the Lord said, we cannot even touch this tongue became her worst enemy. That was the weapon that Satan used against her because he knew once she spoke something that was not true, he said, she don't know. I got her. The tongue, our tongue destroys us to this very day. To this very day, the tongue destroys us. All right. How great a matter. Well, behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. How great a matter a little fire kindleth. Mm-hmm. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is that fire. One thing you say with your tongue can set everything ablaze. You know, through school, a lot of times people would say, yo mama. <laughs> it takes people to say, yo mama, one time, and they've set you off. They ain't even say anything about your mama. They just say, yo mama. <laughs> And that just completely set you off because they use their tongue as the weapon against you. And then you start firing back at them with your tongue. Tongue against tongue. <laughs> what a battle. <laughs> and it ends up in a showdown. Now you got to fight. Because the tongue, it, it's a fire. You know, one flame can burn down this whole city just from one fire. If it continues to spread. In one match. One match. It can set your whole house on fire. One candle can set your whole house on fire. Only if the fire continues to spread, though. If you get control over that fire. <laughs> You can be saved. That's what God's trying to tell us. Get control over that fire that's in your mouth. Because we just got to tell somebody off. 
We got to tell them. You just wait till I see them. I'm going to use my weapon against them. And we think the weapon is our fist. That ain't the weapon. The weapon is the tongue. The tongue starts. The tongue leads to the fist. Let's keep going. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, mm-hmm. and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it and it is set on fire of hell. We don't know. Our own worst enemy, our tongue, is sending us on the path to hell. See, we think us getting at somebody, telling them off, letting them know how things really are, we think that's a good thing. But little do we know, we're speaking death. That's not the way of Christ. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And when we study the life of Christ, we find that when people use their weapon against him, see, they use their tongue to spit on them. They use their weapon against them. The tongue, we know the tongue has saliva in it. They use that weapon to humiliate him. See, humiliation, humiliation is a huge thing. Nobody enjoys being humiliated. Because like I've said before, when you, when the attention gets put on you, you quickly try to come up with something to say. You try to use your weapon to get out of it, to put the attention back on them. Quickly, we try to come up with something to say, our words. So we find that when Jesus, when they used the weapon against him, we know they told him, look, they mocked him. They laughed at him. They made jokes about him. But the tongue didn't prosper against Jesus. He didn't open his mouth. He had control over his tongue. No man could tame it. Only God could. So we find he was a perfect man. There was no guile found in his mouth. He didn't use his weapon against them. He could have spoke. You know what? He actually did. He did use his tongue against them by not opening it, by keeping it locked up. We don't know how to do that. Let's keep going, Mel. For every kind of beast and of birds and serpents and of things in the sea is tamed. And hath been tamed of mankind. Now we know we've tamed a lot of animals. The giraffe. The rhino. The hippo. The monkey. The snake. The tiger. We can find these in the zoo. Locked up in a cage. (laughs) But our own tongue. We can't tame it. (laughs) We can't. We cannot tame our mouth. Mm hmm. But the tongue can no man tame. We can't tame it. We cannot tame our tongue. Mm-hmm. It is an unruly evil. Unruly evil. We cannot rule it. You know, I think about all the instances throughout time, and there's so many to pick from. 
where the weapon, which is the tongue, has destroyed mankind. See, even all the way back with Jezebel, it was the tongue that caused Naboth to lose his life. Because Jezebel came up with a plan to make King Ahab, her husband, happy. And so once she heard that Naboth did not want to sell or trade his land, she came up with a plan. She said, I'm going to use my weapon against him. <laughs> she decided to use the tongue against him. Now, she said she'll write a letter. Now, I know those were not spoken words, but they were written. It was still words. She used that letter and lied on Naboth and said he had been blaspheming God and he deserved to be stoned. And furthermore, after she had set up the council to put this man on trial, she also had two false witnesses to testify with their tongue to say, yeah, we seen him do it. We heard him do it. They used the tongue. You know, when people start, so often we use our tongue to spread rumors and we spread lies. And, you know, people believe them. And even if it's a rumor and it's not true, you've already done so much damage to someone's name because if you spread something people are going to automatically say well you know i can kind of see him doing that i think he did it already they have used that weapon against you people don't care if it was true or not because a lot of times the lie just sounds so good there was a uh, it was a rapper uh, back when I listened to that deathful music. He said, I believe it was Lil Wayne. He said, uh, lies heal. The truth hurts and lies heal because the lie sounds so good. We want to hear the lie. We're, we're itching to hear a lie. A lot of time when we know somebody has a lie to tell, we lining up ready to hear it. Knowing is not true. Because we're still speaking the language of death. And still allowing the tongue to run wild, to be our own enemy. Full of deadly poison. All right. Therewith, bless we God. Now, here lies the problem. Because with the same tongue, we bless God. Mm -hmm. Even the Father. And therewith, curse we men. This is the issue. Because with our tongue, we live two different lives. <laughs> We're a con man. <laughs> We put on this illusion that we're uh, good all the time. 
when knowing we're full of evil, full of deadly poison. Because on Sundays, especially, we're blessing God. But once we leave the church ground, and it might be as soon as we get outside and find out somebody parked too close to us, <laughs> you have a hard time getting in your car. You say, curse him. <laughs> he knew better to do this to me. I'm struggling to get in my car. And we find ourselves cursing them, saying some evil things. <laughs> we hadn't even made off the church ground yet. He said, therewith we bless God, even the Father. And therewith curse we men. Mm -hmm. Which are made after the similitude of God. Mm -hmm. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. This is the problem. Because God wants us. To be one or the other. He said, no man can serve two masters. Your tongue can't either. We must either serve God or serve the devil. Diablo. It's one or the other with God. He'll be okay if you say you love death too much. If you like to lie too much. You enjoy cursing people out. You enjoy telling somebody off. He said, that's fine. You do it. If that's what you want to do, do it. Make the decision. But now these are words of life. The words that I have, these are words of life to tell you it's possible. God can change you so that your own tongue won't condemn you. Because he told us we'll have to give an account for every idle word. Every word that the tongue speaks the tongue confesses we'll have to give an account for it so words they hurt and they matter this is the greatest weapon that we have our tongues because the tongue can either tear down or build up and god wants us to build each other up uplift exhort encourage each other Strengthen each other. Not talking about, oh man, their head's so nappy today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to hear, though. That's nothing but death. That's the language that God doesn't want us to speak. Oh man, they boy, they know they were stanky yesterday. I mean, and we do these things to get a laugh. We don't do these things to help somebody out. We don't go to a person and say, man, uh, I don't know what's happening with you today. We No, we, we go around spreading it to everybody. Boy, they were so musty. That's what we like. That's what we enjoy. To tear somebody down. I heard they was losing their home. Y'all hear that too? We not going to them to try to see if we can help. We just like to talk. We using our weapon. That's the tongue. We using it every day. Our tongue does all this talking behind people's backs all day long. You know, the tongue doesn't get tired very often. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody say, man, my tongue tired today. 
I can't do much talking. My tongue tired. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard anybody say that. Because the tongue always getting a workout. Let's keep going down. Again, out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not now, so to be. Now, this is what God says. And, and I got to wrap it up. Uh, so I want to move to Psalms 140. James tells us, he said, out of the same mouth, you bless God and curse people. He said, this shouldn't be what we do. We need control over our tongue because this is the worst weapon that we're going to encounter, the tongue. We know we don't like to hear people talk about us. We don't like to, to have that negative attention upon us but we sure will put it upon somebody else so we don't like when the weapon is used against us but we like to use it against somebody else it's the tongue so now let's move to uh psalms 140 and we'll we'll wrap it up here because i just won't be able to finish this psalms 140 and um, let's look at verse three here. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Now, this is us. We're working on making our tongue a better weapon every day. We're digging up dirt, <laughs> doing research, trying to air out somebody's dirty laundry, trying to find new things where we can tear somebody down. We're doing this with our tongue, sharpening our tongue. We say, I hope they say something to me because I got something I'm just waiting to put out there. I hope they say something. We're trying to give them a reason to say something just so we can put some information out there that's going to cut them. The tongue cuts. That's what happened when Stephen, before he was killed, after he had told them so many things from God, the Bible said they were cut to the heart. It was the tongue that cut them. That was the weapon that was used, the tongue. So here he says, they have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Uh-huh. Adder's poison is under their lips. Because inside of their mouth, the tongue is full of deadly poison. Let's pick up uh, verse one. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Deliver me, O Lord. We must be delivered from the tongue. The weapon that's been getting us into trouble since the beginning of time. So David here asked God, he said, deliver me. In another place, he said, create in me a clean heart out of the abundance of the heart. The tongue speaks. He was trying to get control over his tongue. This is what we must all do. Get control over our tongue. And it will never happen unless we get control over our hearts. So this is why God sent the Holy Ghost to us. So we can get some control. And we won't allow our own tongue to condemn us. 
So uh, I'll end it here. Uh, I pray that this helps someone to understand just a little bit better, a little bit more of how important the things we say, how important they really are. Because the tongue, it's a powerful weapon. The tongue is more powerful than a computer. The tongue is more powerful than any of these things that we use as a weapon. See, we use the, the technology to go and uh, use our tongue and spread somebody's business on social media. We're using our tongue to do this. Our tongue is being used. So at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Melvin. You know, it, it is true. It's a lot of things that can be said with um, this this message. I was just, um, talking to Tony about it earlier. And he said every message is long. Well, there is not enough time to go over everything that can be said. And I know a lot of people haven't heard about the stuff that we say on this live stream. I remember we talked about God's two sons one night. And somebody commented on the video said, I've been in church all my life. And I've heard nothing about two sons. So that's what we, you know, that's what we try to do. Um, spread the word of God. But notice it doesn't spread like it should because it's not bad news. It's not somebody sleeping with somebody else when they're married. It's not somebody about to get fired from their job. And as Tony said um, in a previous week, I also want to thank God for the Holy Ghost and the power to be able to <laughs> control the tongue, or at least try to, because I remember growing up, the tongue, it kept me in trouble with, with, with friends, um, fighting, um, from where I'm from, it, a lot of fighting took place and definitely my tongue caused me to be grounded a lot. My mom says something and then I say something under my breath and then I'll do this and I do that. <laughs> I stayed in trouble. Uh, one time somebody was trying to take my bike from me. And of course, we got it into a heated exchange. And he said, all right, don't make me go get my gun now. And you know, me being in the state I was in back then, I said, go get the gun. You, you think I'm scared? Not knowing the seriousness of what I was saying. Now, I don't know if he had a gun back at his house or not. But either way, we, we, we hear about people killing other people or even people just with guns and no matter what age now at that age i was about eight or nine i don't really remember but <laughs> that, that's some serious stuff he actually could have gone and got a gun and there is no telling how that situation could have ended so it's always best to allow god to take over to allow god to control what we say and that's through the power of the comforter of the promise of the Holy Ghost. That's what Jesus told his apostles. Wait here. You're going to receive this power. It's going to give you control to not say anything when people are cursing you. And it reminds me of a story I've said on here plenty of times about the taxi driver. And I bet somebody out there like, oh, man, here he goes again with this story. You're right, because I know some every time I tell it. At least one person is going to be hearing it for the first time. It was his taxi driver, and he was giving a ride to somebody else. And the taxi driver was about to park. He was about to do a parallel park on the side of the, uh, the street. And he almost hit this other guy's car in front of him. 
but he he and he didn't even hit it, but he got close, and the guy jumped out the car cursing the man, saying, "Are you crazy? Look what you could have done." Let me remind you, he didn't even hit the guy's car. He came close though, and the man was cursing him out and saying all kinds of things, and the taxi driver didn't say anything. He just waved. Well, I guess he said, you have a nice day or something like that. And his passenger said, man, what are you doing? Say something to him. How are you letting this guy talk to you? Like, see, that's what gets us a lot. Somebody says something to us. We may let it go, but let us be around a crowd. And then somebody else says, man, you going to let them talk to you like that? You really? And then that sets us off. We may have been letting them go, about to let it go. But just because somebody else said that, oh, <laughs> we get humiliated. And like Tony said, we try to get the attention off of us. So we try to put it back on them and say something back to them. And one thing can lead to another and somebody could end up losing their life. All because we cannot control the tongue. People love to get a good kick out of talking about somebody. Talking about their clothes, their shoes, the house that they stay in. And they don't even know the situation that the person is in. So that's why it's always good to be nice to people. Say kind things. You never know. It can make somebody's day. Some people may come to school or come to work to get out of the environment that they go to every night at home. We don't know that, but yet we're making that worse on them by talking about them. You never know what anybody is going through. A lot of school shootings happen because some people get bullied and not condoning the shooter's actions at all. But I'm saying a lot of it could definitely be avoided. But since we want to talk about them, <laughs> the the tongue, the words, the words that we use, um, like Tony was saying earlier, uh, the crucifixion. Jesus was getting beat when he was getting spat on, when they were saying all kinds of things that were mocking him. If you, if you are who you say you are, then jump up off that cross. Now, us, we we definitely would have jumped down and said, man, who you think you're talking to? And I know because I've been there. Where it's definitely used to influence me, man, who do you think you're talking to? You don't want these hands. See, that's what we like to see. A video like that on Facebook could go viral. Somebody praying won't. Uh, I did used to see some good, or I did see some good stuff, some good news on Facebook. And then I remember the caption would say, let's see if this will spread. Since y'all want to spread all of these lies and rumors and people getting killed. Let's see if this good news is spread right here. Young child opening up a lemonade stand, selling lemonade for 25 cents, saying they want to be a business owner one day. Let's see if, if that'll spread. Let's see if us encouraging, lifting up one another will spread because we tear each other down all the time. As a, as a preacher I listen to say, it's power in the oneness. It's power when we work together. It's unimaginable things that we could be able to accomplish. But we all want to have our own and be separate when that's not the way that God wants it at all. In the 17th chapter of the book of John, Jesus prayed that we all be one. And that prayer has still gone unanswered. He said, pray that we make them one even as we are one. 
but yet we're still dividing ourselves. He said, let there be no division among you. Still dividing ourselves day, day by day. We go back to the um, 11th chapter of the book of Genesis. I'm sure y'all know about the Tower of Babel, I believe it's called. They were working together. And they were going to build a tower to heaven. Now, we know that's not the way to get to heaven. But just to show how dedicated they are, the, the Lord had to come down himself and see it. He said, behold, the people is one. Is is nothing going to be able to stop them from doing this? But look at us today. We get a kick out of putting other people down. We don't we don't know how to love our neighbor as ourselves. All everything is about self, self, self. When we know the Bible says esteem others higher than yourself, like the taxi driver. He said, bless those that curse you. Pray for those that do evil among you. The passenger couldn't understand that. Because he was speaking the wrong language. He, he wanted to speak death. The taxi driver was speaking life. We don't want to have compassion on each other. Like the good Samaritan, it was a man. He got beat. Got beat real bad. A lot of it took his clothes, I believe. Somebody passed him on one side. We even had a priest pass on the other side. Didn't, didn't even look his way. Didn't show him any kind of compassion at all. But here comes along a Samaritan. We call him the Good Samaritan. Bound up his wounds and put him on his beast. Could have been a donkey, mule or anything. Took him to the inn. Took him to the hospital. Stay with him and stay with him a little while. He said, I'll pay. Here's some money. And if this doesn't cover it, I'll be back tomorrow and pay the difference. Whatever I owe you. You do you take whatever you need. See, that's sacrificing for that's sacrificing for the brother. No telling what the, the Samaritan could have been on his way to do, but he stopped to help the person. And that's what we ought to do. What greater sacrifice than to lay our own lives down for the brethren? But Tony, I see you pulled the mic back up. I oh, think no, you good. <laughs> I think you had something else to say. No, no, because I'm good. I'm just about done. Well, I am done. If you had anything else to say, no, you're good. So, um, since this is a pre-recorded video, uh, we don't have any comments to respond to. Um, but I'm probably watching this live right now. Um, I'll be in my hometown by this time tomorrow. So, if there, well, there won't be anything else. But we're gonna uh, wrap it up right here. Um, I know I enjoyed talking about this, um, and I know Tony he always enjoys talking about the word. He's always on on um, the phone with somebody 24 7 trying to help people see open their eyes to what god is saying because it's a lot of things that we're completely oblivious to and that is the the role of the preacher that to open their eyes to help them see but I, and i can keep going but i'm gonna end it right there so um Again, thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for the people who are going to watch this video live or go back and watch it later or even listen on the podcast. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. So again, we're going to end right there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every storm. Count it all joy. So we'll see you guys next Thursday evening. We will be live if God says the same and we'll be able to interact with you as you interact with us. So we'll see you then. 
with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. You guys, be blessed. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the Word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always. (laughs) 